0: chapter 5 of a book of bargains this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org a book of bargains by vincent o'sullivan chapter 5 original sin sans cesse à mécote s'agite le démon il nage auteur de moi comme un air impalpable je le val et le sang qui brûle mon poumon est l'emplit d'un désir éternel et coupable les fleurs du mal when alphonse d'aubert had laid down his book for the fifth time having taken it up five times in his wrestle with his thoughts he decided that even l'ennemi de loire could not distract him and so at four o'clock in the morning he went into the streets as he crossed the deserted boulevard a little boy drew near with a plaintive cry monsieur." and alphonse who was almost morbidly good-natured gave him an alms and paused for a few minutes of pleasant talk when he fell to his walk again he began to consider with a sort of sick wonder why the child who lived in his mind to such fell purpose could not become to him as this child he had just left as all other children exquisite helpless piteous things craving for love and protection thus it always was with him after his blackest nights he was later in the morning at his penitentials and when the dawn was creeping over the roofs of the houses he forgot how feverishly he had yearned in the darkness to press his long fingers on the soft throat of a child whether alphonse was in love with madame dantonelle or not it may be said that she was the creature he cared most for on earth certainly on her side she looked for nothing more tender than a friendship with this somewhat strange young man whom in a way of motherly tenderness she regarded with his bizarre his exclusiveness his superior silences as a rather terrible child spoilt by his excellent fortune in the world at her house in the chantillyse he found himself most readily at his ease and this fact led him by the hand to the opinion that he was never in the least happy when he was not there she was the widow of a man who had been engaged with politics alphonse never troubled to inquire how engaged only recognized the death of the political person as a relief and as a period to the slight embarrassment with which he was wont to listen to the patriotics an embarrassment which all forms of activity brought to his contemplative and somewhat melancholy spirit and after that he was never so serene so nearly joyous as when he was in the company of madame Dantonelle and the little clotilde her only child who was now four years old it was on a day when he was most delightful when he was taking life gaily that looking at the little girl as she played on the floor the stunning desire came to him to take her by the throat and squeeze out her life he took his leave in manifest disturbance and fled into the street he was shaking with horror the truth he loved this child next to its mother supremely and yet amid his disgust he could not stifle a lust to murder her a thrilling satisfaction as he thought of the life ebbing from her face while he crushed her round throat with his fingers that was the first bad night of many bad nights to come on the following afternoon he went to the house again to try himself to see how he would get on but within five minutes he departed, grinding his teeth and biting at his nails to keep down his passion, which was driving him to rush back to the house and slay the child before its mother's face. But after a ghastly night of torture and sweat and weeping, he found himself in the morning suddenly recovered. All his old affection for the child once more lived in his heart, The devil, it seemed, had been worsted, and it was in this glad condition he lived for a few weeks. He had given Clotilde many presents before, but now he spent hours in the toy shops, finding a certain piety, and thus eagerly buying, as though he were making good, a case with his conscience. Ah, those few excellent days! How brilliant he was! How he dealt with the sunshine! How airily he tossed a salute to the passengers in the street! But it was on a dreary afternoon, when the rain was whipping through the courtyard, as Alphonse stood talking lightly to Madame dantonelle and the child, that he suddenly knew himself to be the slave of his old passion. Oh, to crush that satin throat! He made one tremendous, straining effort, and so beat himself. But the effort was too much for his physical strength, and he fell on the floor as if dead. When he began to get his senses, he found Madame Dantonelle bending over him with a look of sharp anxiety. "'Ah, my poor friend!' she exclaimed. "'But you have been very ill.' "'I have been ill. But now I am well,' says Alphonse in a thick voice. "'I am going away, far away from Paris.' "'Going away?' And when she got over her surprise, "'But why?' "'Because I do no good here,' he said, getting on his feet. "'Because I find my life too narrow. "'I go to the café, I chat, I smoke cigarettes. "'Good. "'I dine, I go to the opera, to a soirée. "'My God!' he cries out. "'Do you call that a life? "'Please, my dearest friend, do not prevent me. "'I am going away!' She took his hand very kindly, go if you wish it she said but remember that you have always two friends here is it not so clotilde alphonse was taken with a hard shudder as he went out he decided to go to england with an ultimate thought perhaps of america he crossed the channel in wintry and boisterous weather and when he came to dover he was well content to lie there postponing gratefully enough his arrival at london till the next day tired with his tossing journey he took to his bed early and at once fell into the profound sleep of fatigue from which he awoke about two o'clock hot and trembling the figure of a child was before him in the darkness of the room the full throat above all was apparent and particular he rolled on the bed and tore and bit the pillows not before had he longed, with this violent frenzy, to see the child stretched at his feet, looking solidly white and dead. Damp and shaking, he put on his clothes and went down to talk with the night-porter, a desperate chance under the best conditions, for a foreigner hopeless, as he found. So he returned to his room, and opened his windows to the raining night a strong salt wind was singing up channel and alphonse let it get into his hair and eyes finding respite in this way and a certain peace thus he spent the night till dawn came to shew the gray uneasy sea and the gray sky he departed when morning had come on board the earliest packet-boat and that evening he found himself again in paris things having come to this point you may ask fairly Why did he not turn to the obvious remedy, self-destruction? Yes, but upon reflection it does not seem so likely. Indeed, upon reflection it would appear that when a man has a desire, a fierce lust to satisfy, he prefers, however the powers of his soul may rebel, to live for the gratification of that desire, that fierce lust be that as it will the man i am writing about did not contemplate suicide did not for a moment glance along that road of escape but he gave a dainty supper to which he invited some of his male acquaintance and a few ladies of generous virtue there sat by him a superb creature with gleaming shoulders and snapping black eyes and as the mirth grew more disordered he laid his hand on her swelling throat and tried to tempt himself to kill her in the sight of the revellers any one rather than the child but even as he thought it the child floated before his eyes the remembrance of the strange satiety he would feel when he had choked out her life which he would not feel at all were he to kill this woman caused his hand to fall listlessly to his side on pleading a sudden dizziness he left the merrymakers to themselves so on the next afternoon we find him once more repairing to the chantillyse and the house of madame d'antanel he was feeling easier to-day and he discovered at madame d'antanel's one visitor who helped soothe his irritated nerves this was an old military officer and alphonse found his cheerfulness and honest geniality of character very pleasant he had sat for about twenty minutes when madame dantonel exclaimed oh my poor little clotilde she has a cold a slight sore throat and this is the time when the bone goes downstairs so she will be quite alone forgive me if i go to her the time had come permit me said alphonse on his feet in an instant it was as though a stranger were talking he could no more help the words than he could help breathing pray do not deprive monsieur of your company i will go to clotilde it will delight me to see her and i know the room quite well he hardly waited for the murmured pleasure but ran trembling with eagerness up the stairs the little girl was in bed playing with her doll and she greeted him with a smile and a glad cry he clenched his teeth and squeezed and crushed her throat till the pretty, tiny face became black and swollen, and the poor little frame, after a shake and a quiver, lay quite still. As he came down, he heard Madame Dantonelle say good-bye to the visitor, and the hush of her dress as she passed through the hall. "'Mon Dieu, how pale you look!' she cried, raising both hands. "'Is anything the matter with Clotilde?' clotilde is very well says alphonse but i think the room was too hot for me and i am going away now really so soon she said genuinely sorry and she held out her hand no please don't shake hands with me i am not worthy cries alphonse with a wan smile passing the matter off as a jest you will find clotilde very well he said again The door closed behind him. As the mother went upstairs to her child, he took his way to a chemist shop which he knew of in the neighborhood. End of chapter 5 Recording by Corinne Elena of The Diarist Podcast